This is McKinsey Recruiting, a podcast created to help you learn more about McKinsey and company. My name is Philip, and together with Sydney, our other podcast host, I'm here to answer all your questions about McKinsey Recruiting and introduce you to some of our McKinsey personalities. In this episode, we will talk about the personal experience interview. Our guests today are Caro and Amy. Caro joined McKinsey in 2017 and is now a senior business analyst. Amy is her senior expert in recruiting assessment. She joined McKinsey in 1996. Both work in the New York office of McKinsey. Caro and Amy will talk with me about TikTok and art, share why we ask candidates to share examples from their personal experiences during our interviews, and tips on how to best prepare. Are you ready? Then let's start our podcast, McKinsey Recruiting. So, hi, Caro and Amy. Thanks for being a guest on our uh, McKinsey Recruiting podcast and a warm welcome from Cologne to New York, uh, the US. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. Um, uh, so, you're not both in New York, but uh, you both work in the New York office, right? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, today we will be talking about a topic which is relevant for anyone invited to interview with McKinsey, the personal experience interview. Um, but before we jump into our topic, I'd like to introduce uh, both of you to our listeners. So, Caro, you work as a business analyst in our New York office, and most recently you have been working with our recruiting team. How did you end up at McKinsey after completing your undergraduate degree in sociology at Harvard? So I actually was able to do two summer internships at McKinsey when I was still in college and studying sociology. And kind of the reason why I even applied to McKinsey was, but before I heard about the company, I thought I was going to go into law or politics or, or do something kind of in the social impact space. And I had actually done a summer internship with a nonprofit the year before my sophomore year. And I really enjoyed the experience of developing a business plan for the organization, but I didn't feel like they were having the impact that they wanted to have. And so when I was thinking about what do I want to do next year, I really wanted an opportunity that was going to allow me to have impact and make change in some way. And I, I, you know, I was open to exploring a variety of industries. And so when I heard about McKinsey and, you know, everything that McKinsey does is focused around bringing impact to its clients. I was super excited and I thought this sounds like a really great opportunity to try something different. Um, I loved my experience and I honestly, when I was interviewing, I didn't even expect to get the job because like you said, I studied <laughs> sociology. I had really like very limited business experience, but I think it just goes to show that we really care about hiring um, a diversity of different backgrounds and diversity of experiences into our company, which makes it a really cool place to work. And why did you decide to get involved in recruiting activities? I think because I had such a positive experience with recruiting when I was going through the process. But also, I think recruiting is something that everyone who's a consultant at McKinsey can kind of relate to. Everybody has gone through our interview process, and we know that it does take some preparation to, to get through it successfully. And so I just wanted to, you know, give back to a community uh, that, you know, I felt like I was helped by and a community that I felt like, you know, could really use some of the the resources uh, that McKinsey has to offer. So I was just excited about replaying some of my own experiences to people who could use them. 
I also know that you have a lot of passions, uh, especially when it comes to movies, theater, and improv. Um, you also made a TED Talk on acting. And I also know <laughs> that you have launched a successful TikTok channel with almost 20,000 followers. So uh, now this is your chance uh, to pitch it to a broader audience and get some more followers here. We want to make you an influencer. <laughs> um, what can we expect when we follow you on TikTok? Oh, gosh. I, I talk a lot about movies and TV shows. Um, I, I mean, I also, when I was in college, did a lot of theater. And so for me, like, I, I really love talking about, like, what's the meaning behind a story? What's the meaning behind a TV series? And I love analyzing, like, characters and why writers make the decisions that they make when they're crafting a story. So that's basically what I talk about on TikTok. I do a lot of like analyses on film and TV shows. Specifically, I would say like analyzing like visual metaphors that appear uh, throughout the film. Oh, what's the name of your channel? Uh, it's Karo.Oki. So C-A-R-O period O-K-E. Okay, so um, you're going to have a lot of followers after we've um, published this uh, <laughs> podcast. But uh, we also have another guest here. So Amy, you have been with McKinsey for almost 25 years now and uh, went to business school and majored in art history in college. So after starting as a consultant uh, in the Chicago office, you've specialized in, uh, uh, specialized in recruiting assessment topics within McKinsey and relocated to New York. You are now a so-called recruiting expert for uh, assessment topics. Uh, what does your typical workday at McKinsey look like um, with this job description? What do you do? Is there a typical workday that you have? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I suppose not, but I could probably uh, tell you a little bit about a typical day. So there are several things that I do. Let's see. Uh, I might start out by advising one of our teams, you know, this morning an email came through and they're trying to hire somebody quite senior. And so we talk through what are some of the best ways, you know, to understand the kind of experiences they've had and, and what we're looking for. Uh, we conduct a lot of trainings. So I might be doing a big um, Zoom session with some of our consulting colleagues so that they feel confident and ready to do interviews on our behalf. Um, I don't know if that, so yeah, anywhere from advising to training, I, I don't know if uh, some of the people that interview will be part of a case interview. And so I certainly am busy writing all of the cases for our case interview. So it is a nice mix, isn't it? Right. Training, advising, writing. Um, yeah. So that's a typical day. We have you here sitting here as an absolute recruiting expert. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a lot of recruiting questions today. But uh, another thing, we haven't, unfortunately, found you on TikTok. But uh, I guess if you'd had a channel, um, <laughs> it would be on art history and anything else around uh, anything else surrounding art. So my question to you, and this, I, I know after we've talked, this must be very hard to answer. Who is your favorite artist or painter as you like and why oh i i it's not that i'm such a lover that i say oh they're all my favorites <laughs> i <laughs> i just love learning about art so i i try to think i i thought maybe you that maybe i would have to answer this particular question um, <laughs> i'll tell you about one thing i'll tell you about one thing that i did recently that i really liked though this is a couple, a couple years ago where i took the train to philadelphia and saw an exhibit of bert Morisot, 
at the barns. And that, you know, that was a terrific thing to do. So as you uh, alluded, I am a Midwesterner by upbringing. And so being on the East Coast has been just an experience of a lifetime to go to the different museums, um, you know, take the train to the barns. So that that was one thing that was memorable from the last several years. So I'll I'll pick I'll pick her. I know I know that this must be that this was very hard for you. So uh, thanks <laughs> for, uh, for giving me this answer. And um, we're going to dive directly into our today's uh, podcast topic, the personal experience interview, or as we sometimes abbreviate it, PEI. So Amy, let's start with the basics. What is it and why does McKinsey conduct uh, something like a personal experience interview as part of its recruiting process? you know, you do have a lot of choices in how to conduct interviews. And I think one of the things that's really important to us at McKinsey is we want to get to know you, our candidate, you know, beyond the the resume or the CV. So we chose a technique that we thought would um, give us that opportunity. And so even by the name, personal experience, you come to us with something that you know, really was memorable for you. You're proud of it. It was challenging. Um, and we want to hear about it. So it is a, it's a technique, but it's a way that we can sort of get to know the authentic you and how you behave in certain situations and, and, um, you know, how you think about things. So that's, that's what we do. So in a nutshell, it's about a 15 minute conversation between you and the interviewer where they ask you a specific question and then they hope that you um, that the two of you can talk about that experience that one experience for the entire you know like I said 15 20 minutes um, and so there's just lots of questions about you know tell me more about that um, throughout the interview just so that we can get to know you what differentiates the personal experience interview uh, from other interview types and uh, what type of qualities are you looking for in the PEI? That's a great question. So I think when, when I talk about this idea of a past experience, I am probably making a, a differentiation between what some people might call um, a fit interview. So in my mind, a fit interview is a little bit less structured and it might just be, you know, tell me about yourself or why do you want a job here? You know, some of those kind of questions. And there's some sense that you're kind of building a real-time rapport. I think the way that we think about it at McKinsey is that, you know, it's pretty nerve-wracking, right? An interview is such a charged experience. And, and I think where we learn about you, maybe in a deeper way, in a more authentic way, is for you to talk about something that you've already experienced. So I, I think that's that's one of the things that I would draw a distinction from. Um, we also think it's a good way to to draw a line to your question about what it is that we are looking for. So, you know, if we go into the the way back, right, what what makes a successful consultant? And I think you've heard Caro talk about some of those things just in the way she speaks about her role. Um, we have boiled it down to three things that we share on our website, but they are inclusive leadership, personal impact, and entrepreneurial drive. And so when you have an interview with us, we will very explicitly focus on one of those three areas and then ask you to share something that you feel demonstrates your abilities, right? So how are you personally an inclusive leader, right? How do you um, demonstrate personal impact? And, you know, what qualities do you have that demonstrate entrepreneurial drive? And then we just dig in and get curious and, and have a sort of a two-way discussion. Um, personal impact. Uh, can you explain me that a bit more? Um, I can't imagine what that uh, means just from the word. 
Yeah, it is. It's a funny expression, isn't it? But we, I think we thought that that best exemplified this idea of, you know, a big part of what we, what we do in consulting is this idea of change and creating change through the people that we work with. And so these are the skills that, that I think enable us as consultants to, um, you know, connect with people, even if they disagree with us, right? So if they've been doing things a particular way for a while, and we're there to sometimes challenge their assumptions, or, you know, make, make them think about things in a new way, those are those skills, right? So you can imagine as a candidate, I'm sure you've been in that situation so many times where you're um, sitting with somebody who doesn't agree with you, or you're trying to get somebody to see your point of view. It's those skills. Um, while this episode will focus on the PEI, uh, maybe you could also briefly tell us a bit more about the, the other part of the interview, uh, the problem-solving interview. Just briefly, what's that about? It's a different technique, right? It's a, it's a little bit more scenario-based. So we select an example um, that has a lot of resonance with what our consultants do day to day. So we'll take, um, you know, sort of a hypothetical client with a hypothetical problem. But then again, this, this discussion about the questions are more, what would you do, right? If you were in this situation and you were asked to work on this problem, what would you do and how would you think about it? So it's a little bit different in terms of the kind of skills that we're activating. But what I like about it is it's very much related to the job that you do at McKinsey. And so it, it's a, you know, it's a good way for us to see how you think about problems, but it's a really good way for our candidates to see if this is the kind of job that suits them, right? That they would be interested in and energized by. Um, so that's, that's kind of what a case interview is. Okay. Caro. Let's get a bit more hands-on. Um, what makes a good personal experience interview? Does improv talent help here or can I prepare for it? <laughs> I mean, I think as with any interview, you should always prepare for it. But I also think that what makes a good personal experience interview goes kind of beyond the preparation. It goes to more, how are you authentically showing up in the moment? Um, I think the best interviews that I've seen as I've been conducting them have, have been the ones where people just kind of let go of all of the like specific prep that they've done in advance and just go with the flow and let it be more of a conversation. Uh, because I, as the interviewer, am going to probe deeper and ask somebody a lot of questions on the specific story that they're telling me. And sometimes people can kind of get hung up on that where maybe they've prepared like this whole monologue about what they were going to say. And then when they get interrupted in the interview and asked to talk more about a specific detail, they're kind of thrown off and caught off guard. So I just encourage people to be flexible and, you know, listen to your interviewer and try to make it more of a dialogue um, and just be yourself. And I know that sounds like cheesy to say, but I think that you can, you can tell when somebody is genuinely presenting an authentic version of themselves in the interview. And I am sure our listeners are now interested in a type of questions that we will be asking uh, during the personal experience interview. And Caro, can you provide us with the questions that you asked there uh, and also examples for experiences that uh, you are looking for in the answers? 
Yeah, definitely. So there are basically three types of questions that you will encounter in a personal experience interview. Uh, These are all also posted on our interview website. So if anybody listening to this wants to learn more, you can always check that out. Um, But the three things that we are going to ask you about at some point are going to be inclusive leadership, personal impact, and entrepreneurship. So I'll go into each of those in a little more detail. So inclusive leadership is kind of this idea of, as a consultant, we have to work with really diverse teams, people from different backgrounds, people with different skill sets. And sometimes that can be really challenging. And we want to know how have you in the past worked in a very diverse team and ensured that you were able to bring out the best in everybody so that everybody could bring their very best skills uh, and you know work together to achieve a common goal. So that's inclusive leadership. Then personal impact. I think Amy talked a little bit about this earlier, but I think of this as when you're in a team room, you are often going to have to convince someone to change their behavior. You know, as a consultant, you might be working with very senior level executives, and they may have been at this company for years, for decades in some cases. And you may often have to tell them that you want to try things in a new way so that the company can move forward. And that can often be a challenging thing to convince them of. And so personal impact is really about how do you convince other people to change? And how do you kind of deal with that like conflict that naturally uh, evolves from those kinds of situations? So that's, that's how I describe personal uh, impact. And then lastly, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is actually more about how do you handle your own work and take initiative within whatever uh, piece of a puzzle that you're given to address as a team member. So you're not asking me there uh, if I founded a startup or something like this? No, not at all. No, I think what I, how I think about person, uh, not personal impact, how I think about entrepreneurship is more if you see a problem, if you see something is wrong in the way that you're operating as a team in you know the organization that you're a part of, are you the one who's going to proactively try to solve that problem? And that can you know that can be a, a bunch of, of different things. Like you said, certainly if you started a company, that's obviously an example of entrepreneurship. But it can also be something as simple as you know changing a very basic process that your school club has always gone through every year and making it more efficient. That's also entrepreneurship. You've you've already told me about those three uh, different questions and uh, skills or um, uh, yeah, skills you're looking for. Uh, and how many of those uh, examples or experience, as you've called them, uh, should I should I prepare as a candidate? You should definitely have at least one for every one of those uh, examples. If you can have two for each of them, that could be really helpful because sometimes in the interview, your interviewer may ask you to share a different story. That's not because you're doing anything wrong. It just means that they want to hear perhaps a different shade or different flavor of the thing that they're asking for. So I would say one to two examples for each of the three uh, capabilities that we're asking about. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, uh, something that many of our listeners are interested in. Are there any brain teasers or traps I can fall for in the interview? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I mean, we're yeah, we're not trying to trick you. We're not trying to trap you. We're really, I think in the interviews, we're trying to assess two things. 
in the personal experience interview, we're trying to understand how do you behave in a team room and how do you behave as a leader? And then in the problem solving exercise, we're trying to understand how do you think and kind of hear your thought process out loud. We're not necessarily going to ask you a question that is like a brain teaser or a trick in any way. That's not our intent. And I don't think we necessarily uh, learn anything about you as a team member from those kinds of exercises. So we try to make the questions focus very much on what are the skills that you'll need to be successful in this job. Amy. Can you help me here a bit more with hacking the PEI? So I know that you have started <laughs> your career as a consultant uh, here at McKinsey. So I'm consulting you now. How can I convince you in an interview setting that I am the right fit for McKinsey? Are there any uh, typical assumptions uh, candidates or I could have before the interview that turn out wrong in the end? That's a great question. I Here's one that came to my mind when you asked that is I think so assumption that might be wrong is that I have to have a certain kind of experience, you know, that we're, you know, listen to Carl, right? Sometimes people say, oh, do I have to have an internship at some really fancy company? And I, I hope that what you're hearing from her is that doesn't matter. We would be delighted to hear examples from, you know, intramural sports or your part-time job, right? You can imagine, right? Any, you can draw from anything in your life, coursework, group projects. Um, sure, you know, internships, if you have one, would be fine. But there's no limit to what we would love to hear about from you. So um, does the experience I, I am sharing with you in my interview have to be career or business related? Oh, great. Uh, no, absolutely not. No, okay. It doesn't have no. to. No. What we really want to know is what you're like as a person. And so... We want you to take us into that example so that we really get a sense of you. Um, yeah, and I think anything is fair game. I'll tell one tip I would give you is, you know, if you say, well, the, the experience I'm thinking about is from five years ago, I'd rather hear something that's more recent, right? So um, that would be something you could recall probably more easily. It would probably reflect who you are as a person right now. So that that would be one thing that I would appreciate is something that happened recently and then something that's challenging. We that's you'll if you go to a McKinsey interview, you hear that word a lot. And it's it's not, you know, we're not looking for something where you failed. It, it that's not really what we're getting at. We're more getting at those experiences that stretch you. We feel like we learn the most about you when we hear those. So challenging is a another word for right out of your comfort zone. Uh, really stretched you, you know, you can't believe you did it, th those kinds of things. So what is the right mindset to um, take with into the PI? Uh, I I'll, I'll echo, uh, I'll underscore what Carl said. So I love the idea that you are your authentic self. You're not, you're not presenting a rehearsed story that, you know, that you've practiced over and over mm -hmm. again, you know, we'd hope that the practice would just help you recall some of the things that you think are most illustrative of your skills. So once you, once you've done that enough, then I do think it is sitting in, in the interview and really listening. One, one thing that we train our interviewers to do is quite often to ask a lot of probing questions. And so sometimes you'll notice that your interviewer is interrupting you and that's, 
you know, I think one, I guess another tip that I would give is you shouldn't read that as something's wrong. Why am I being redirected? This isn't going well. That's actually the technique. We, we want to stay, you know, at least one or two clicks down from the sur- surface level of the experience. So you will see that your, your interviewer might just keep taking you kind of down a more detailed path. And so that is why I love the advice to be quite present and listen to your interviewer. They've been well-trained. I mean, we, we do a lot of training for our consultants. And so they, they do know what they're doing. Um, and so I think the mindset is, this is me, this is what I did, and I'm going to listen and answer your questions you know, in as detailed a manner as I can. So another question on uh, preparations. Should I pay for a prep course? Does that make sense? Or is there a template or a certain structure I should follow um, for this interview? I think should we both weigh in? I mean, I, I, you know, I would hate the idea that people would pay for coaching. I think you have as a candidate, everything you need, um, between you and your friends and your classmates and your parents and your, you know, people in your life, you can remember those things that stand out. And sometimes friends or people in your life remember even better, you know, what you should talk about this thing. Right. So, and I think, um, you know, our website, we've put, you know, we've, we've shared as, as much as we know to share. So if you look, Carl mentioned our interviewing website, we've actually provided for you the questions that you can expect to hear for each of these three areas. Uh, don't be surprised if your interviewer has some kind of paraphrasing of that question, but you'll get the idea <laughs> of what we're, what we're going for. But I, I, you know, I can't tell people not to pay for coaching, but I, I, Honestly, as the person who writes these assessments, I don't think you need it at all. I think you have everything. You have everything you need. Yeah, I agree. Right. I think, yeah, one of one of the things that I remember we did this like my first week at McKinsey as just part of a training. We told a story to somebody and they repeated back what qualities they heard in that story that kind of describe us. Um, and I, first of all, it's a wonderful exercise to do because you love hearing compliments about yourself, but I think you can always, <laughs> you can always go to your friends and your family members and colleagues that you've worked with in the past and ask them like, Hey, was there a time that you really felt like I showed my entrepreneurial spirit? Or was there, was there a time that I really, uh, helped influence change in the organization that you think I should talk about? And they will often come back with stories that you may not even have realized were impactful in the moment. And I think just like using the people around you to help you think of what are the moments that really help me shine. Um, that's, that's a, a really good piece of advice. I don't think you necessarily need to pay for, for prep, at least I, I didn't do that. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. So Caro, what is your final tip here for selecting, for selecting the best experience to share in my interview? I think I'm having now, uh, some situations in my mind, but which one should I choose? I would say pick the one that A, you're most proud of, that you feel like really stretched you and really shows like, oh, you like you really took on a challenge. And B, talk about the one that you think you can remember in the most detail. I would say that's really important because as Amy mentioned, and as we've been saying, you're going to be interrupted throughout the interview to you know, explain a little bit more about your thought process in the moment. And I think having that sort of recall of what actually happened and what emotions you were experiencing in the story, that's going to be really important to actually making it a good interview. 
So I will probably pick the creation of this podcast for my personal experience <laughs> interview. Um, so uh, thank you both for uh, those very interesting insights and valuable information. I want to ask both of you one last question on uh, the uh, PEI, and that is, what are your final recommendations on how to be successful uh, in the interview? Amy, do you want to go first? Okay, <laughs> I'll go first. Let's see if I, maybe I'll take yours. Um, one thing that I was thinking about that I heard recently is somebody said, oh, I, I'm not comfortable talking about myself like this. Like It sounds like bragging. And that that I get. And and your interviewer will, I think, direct you possibly at some point to say, I, you know, I want to talk about you and I want you to use, you know, statements that start with I, right? I did this. I did that. Um, and I hope you don't, again, I feel like I'm trying to shatter some, maybe some of the words that we use, shatter some of the myths about that. This is not an exercise, I don't think necessarily in bragging, though, you know, go for it, right? But uh, it's more, we just want to focus on, I hope you, I guess I hope you've learned by the end of this this discussion, we just, it's almost like we're a fly on the wall, take us back into that experience as if we were there. And we want to know what your role was and what you did. And so, look, you don't have to be CEO or even the leader of this team that you're describing, which, you know, it's fine if there are other people involved. We get it, right? It was more like, what is, is your, is your role? So I, Carl and I were talking about this. Carl, you had a great way to explain this, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So of course, tying it back to movies. Um, I talk about it a little bit. <laughs> I tell people it's like, it's almost like the Wizard of Oz. Like imagine that we are asking you to tell us the story of the Wizard of Oz and you are Dorothy. Now, obviously in the Wizard of Oz, there are other characters. There's the Tin Man, there's the Lion, there's the Scarecrow, there's the Witch. And those people all played a role in telling the story. They were all involved in the plot in some way. But we want to know what was Dorothy's experience. So when you're talking about your story, see yourself as the protagonist throughout and tell us what specific actions did you take along the way. It's really easy for people to use like we statements and talk about like, oh, this is what the team did. This is what, you know, like the four characters in the movie did as they went down the yellow brick road. I want to hear specifically about what you did. You're the protagonist. You're the star of this movie. Tell me what you did and what actions you took along the way. And again, sometimes you'll be asked to focus on different parts of the story. But as long as you remember, like, what was your central role and central contribution in each part, that's that's what we need to know. And I think, you know, be comfortable talking about yourself as the protagonist of your own story. So that's my I'm tip, I would say. <laughs> I'm going to start reading The Wizard of Oz now again. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, so um, our podcast is slowly coming to an end and uh, we usually have a Ask Me Anything section, um, but we wanted to try something new today with both of you. We are going to play a game which is called Fill the Blanks and here is how it'll work. I will read you the beginning of a sentence and then you need to end the sentence. Quite simple. I have three sentences for each of you. Try not to think too much about the answers and reply as quick as possible. I'll be switching between the two of you. So um, we will start with Amy and then ask Caro to fill the blank. Are you ready? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Right, go, Philip. I'm ready. <clears throat> Amy. 
My favorite sentence at McKinsey is positive, enduring change. <laughs> Caro, is that a sentence? It is a sentence. Yeah, it's our purpose <laughs> statement. <laughs> Caro, sorry, I was a company person. <laughs> Caro, I was very surprised when I started at McKinsey to find out that. People come from all different backgrounds, and there's a lot of people that didn't study business. Great answer, Amy. Both of your daughters have a very different have very different interests and personalities, as you've said. If you could win their interest in going to visit an art museum with you, which one would it be? Oh, I think they'd both go to MoMA, to the Museum of Modern Art here in New York City. Yeah, I think <laughs> I could get them there. Caro, I know that you love both of them, found it out on TikTok, but if you were to choose one, which item would you take to a desert island? All Harry Potter books or all Hannah Montana Blu-rays? Hannah Montana, no question. <laughs> that was quick. Amy, yeah. <laughs> we don't ask brain teasers in the interview, but how many Smarties fit into a smart car? More or less than 100,000. Oh my gosh. If there was any authentic way that you could prove that we don't ask brain teasers, it's that I literally have no idea. <laughs> uh, more, more. Yeah, definitely more. <laughs> Caro. Caro, my favorite podcast, apart from McKinsey Recruiting, is... I love the... Okay. I love The Daily from the New York Times. I listen to that basically every morning. I love Michael Barbaro. He has such a soothing voice. But I also really love the Script Notes podcast. And again, if you're a movie geek, that's a wonderful podcast to listen to. Great. Thank you. So this is it, Caro and Amy, at uh, the end of today's <laughs> recruiting podcast episode. It was super interesting to learn more about uh, the personal interest, uh, personal experience interview and get to know you both. Thanks for being a guest on our show. Thank you. It was Thank so fun. You. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you have more questions or ideas for our show, drop us a line on our podcast page, mckinsey.com slash recruiting podcast. To learn more about our diversity recruiting efforts, how to apply and tons of other information, check out mckinsey.com slash careers. <laughs>